Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We are on Pesachim, the ninth chapter, 95a on the top. What's the difference in the first Pesach and the second Pesach? The first Pesach, you're prohibited from having any chametz. You can't see, you can't, you're not allowed to even find any chametz in your possession. In the second Pesach, chametz and matzim you're eating matzah and you can have chametz in your house. You don't have to get rid of it. The first uh, Pesach, the first, when you eat the first Pesach, the first Seder, you have to have halal. But when the second Pesach, when you, when you eat, when you have a Seder, if you're, eating, if you're doing the second Pesach, you don't need to say halal. Even the second Pesach, when they, when they offer, when they sacrifice the animal, they offer the animal, the Pesach, the Paschal lamb or the goat, then you do have to say halal in the temple. And the chol and slee, but both of them, the chol and slee, you have to eat it the roasted on matzah, together with matzah, with murder, and both of them, push up shabbos. There's other things that are not mentioned here, also things, Pesach um, points out that uh, the first Pesach have to be offered in three different groups, because the whole Jewish people are bringing it. Here, it's only individuals. So we're going to learn later on if he could bring a, if there's only one Jew and he's a Karm Pesach, is he allowed to bring a Karm Pesach? And he's, he need at least two. But you don't need the idea of having groups. You don't need three groups. Also, you don't have to check four days before, etc. Okay, that's the mission. It says by the second Pesach that like all the laws of the first Pesach, you should do the second Pesach. So it says all the laws it means identical. So he says no. Mitzvah sheba gufeh kasa medaber. is talking about the mitzvah that's that's associated directly with the carbon pesach itself, with the animal sacrifice itself. Mitzvah shal gufeh minayin, but the mitzvahs that are connected with the gufeh, for example, eating eating the paschal, eating the meat together with the uh, the roasted meat together with matzahs and mother. So it says matzahs and mother yichlu. says clearly that not only. Do you have to um, the the sacrifice itself? You have to do like the first the first pesach, the second pesach, but also the mitzvahs that are associated with it. Also, the mitzvahs that are directly associated with the paschal lamb itself. You have to eat the pesach, the meat, together with the matzahs and the murder. I would think of mitzvahs that are not directly associated with the pesach itself, the things that are around it. For example, uh, not to have chametz in your house. Halal. Halal. Tam it says, V'etzim le yishburu boy. Actually, halal, I know, is just like matzah mar. Yeah, we'll see later why halal not. V'etzim le yishburu boy. Taita says, Ma shavitas etzim yuchid. Why does Taita have to spell out? In other words, the Taita says already, he should have just said, if it means that wherever we do the first Pesach, you do the second Pesach, he should have just stopped there, stopped short. Whatever you do the first one, do the second one. Why does it have to continue and spell out? Don't break a bone. You already said it, the first Pesach. I know, you just told me, whatever you do the first Pesach is the second, but there's no difference. So obviously, no, he's spelling things out. He's spelling it, no, that only these things, like the things that I'm spelling out, then just like the now to break the bone of the, of the animal sacrifice. So too, Mitzvah shebegufei. I'll call mitzvah shebegufei. It's an all the more so condition, right? If on the first, all the more so on the second. Everything. No, on the contrary, the first the is first. First, no. first is much more than the second. 
The first is well, when it's really Pesach. True, true, the second right. is just a makeup. Yeah. Makeup. Yeah. So, so that's what he's saying. You don't have to do the same thing. You don't have to get rid of chametz. That's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. When it comes to the Paschal lamb, I would think that's an all the more show. He says, says, then Isim and Yudim Isim Yudim says. Yasu oisoi. It says right in the beginning. He's only talking about when he compares and he says that that you should do everything with the second pesach, the second time around, the same thing you did the first time, the first pesach. He says oisoi. Only it. Only things that are that are affect it. The uh, the sacrifice itself. So I don't need amatzas. I don't need vatsam leyish boy to teach me this. And the Gemara will say, "What do we? What does Vatsam Leish Rubai come to teach us according to Yisrael Ben Yehuda? Why does the Torah have to spell it out? Since it's it's a mitzvah, since it's a, it's it's a mitzvah Shabagufa, I already know. Why does the Torah have to spell out? You shouldn't break a bone. You already told me. Whatever you do, the first Pesach, anything affecting the Pesach itself. So I already know Vatsam Leish Rubai. So I'll explain why according to Yisrael Ben Yehuda, why the pasuk has to spell it out. Okay. the master says, Yo, why would I even think that? Ha'amrit, you said, You yourself started out the b'raise. The Torah is talking about the Pesach itself. Why would I even think that it includes anything, anything associated with Pesach is included, and therefore you need a Pasuk to tell me that it's not so. This is what he's saying. Now that the Torah spells out and says, that you should eat the second Pesach together with matzah and butter. So what do we see from this? Alma we see yaso oisay lavdafku. When the Torah says yaso that only the things that are associated with the, with the sacrifice itself that should be identical with the first Pesach. It's not necessarily so because you, you yourself tell me a moment later that you have to eat it also with the matzah and the butter, which is not the Pesach itself. So therefore, I would say, it's like one of the rules in the Torah, when the Torah says a detail, something specific, and then afterwards the Torah is followed by a, a generalization. So the Klal is coming to add, is coming to add on, on the specific, on the detail. And he's coming to add that everything, whenever there's a prat, first is specific, and then he says a klal is coming to add. So he's not only coming to add matzah murder, maybe he's coming to add everything. He should, you have to get rid of chametz. It should be identical like the first Pesach. So Kamash Malon, that's what he has to come to teach me. No, that's in boy. No, that we didn't include everything. We just included things that are directly associated with Pesach, like the matzah murder you eat with the Pesach itself, versus things that are not connected with the Pesach. Now, then he says, Isi ben Yehud, according to Isi ben Yehud, who says, I don't need the Torah doesn't have to spell out that somebody to teach me this. I already know it from the, the opening line. Why does the Torah have to spell out? You're not allowed to break a bone. We already know that. He's told me anything that directly affects the carbon pesach itself. It's identical like the first carbon, the first time. I think Madami Boyle needs it to teach me the following halacha. That any bone, not only a bone, that has that has um, that has marrow in it, that has meat inside, I would think a bone that's empty inside doesn't have any marrow inside. There's no prohibition. He says, no, any bone you're not allowed to break. 
No, from Pesach Rishon, I learned from Pesach Sheni. Since it's an extra, since it's an extra Pesach, so the Pesach teaches me for both Pesach. Now, for now the Gemara, for Rabbanon, according to the rabbis, Hai Yasa Oisem, obviously. Why do you have to say Oisem it? You told me, it doesn't come to teach me their own Mitzvah Shabbat That you learn from Betzim Lo Yishpudu, but... I have the left in the boiler, and neither change Sheikh and Sapesach Allah Yochi. I mean, both of Yasu Oyster is a mute, and then to explain the mute, no, you wouldn't need it. it, it yeah. Oysoy, what's the Oysoy? You call Pesach Yasu. He's come to teach me, you don't Yasu, Yasu in the plural. Comes to teach me, you don't Shech the Pesach on one individual. You don't need a, a Pesach Sheni. The Kama de Efsher la Duri Madrina. That whatever you can, try to have try to have another person at least with him. You shouldn't have a whole Pesach Sheni just for one person, for one Jew. If everyone, every Jew in the world brought the first carbon and there's only one Jew, you should try not to. Try it. At least it should, it should be at least two. What if he's on a deserted island? Is he out of luck? No, you're talking about Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, what deserted island? You have to come to Beis Amigdash to bring a carbon. So he's, I, you know, I see it. We're talking about Yerushalayim. It's bound to find someone in Yerushalayim. So he says, make sure. Yeah, okay. And if not, what do you do? If he's the only one. So contaminate. Contaminate someone else with the tummy shedits. Contaminate. To make it. Uh, <laughs> to make him so at least he'll have company. Misery enjoys company. 50 50, you make no, it no. We're talking about there's only one Jew in the world oh, who, who needs a Pesel Shani. You can't, it's not qualified. So make another Jew, Tame, so he'll, he'll, he'll be together with him. Um, so he'll be able to make Ladudi as, as much as you can. Of course, it doesn't stop it if at the end of the day there's only one Jew. You can bring a carbon Pesel even for one Jew. But ideally, that's that's what the, Yasu in the plural. That's what he's going to tell me. Yasu is. Found that Rabban and the rabbis learned. I would think that just like the first page, so you're not allowed to have any chametz. If you're keeping Pesach, if you didn't bring a carbon Pesach the first time, and you must bring the second Pesach. For you, it's Pesach. You're not allowed to have any chametz. That only matzah and murder you have to eat it. I only know the positive commandments. All the positive commandments. That you do the first Pesach. So too, all the positive commandments that are similar, that are associated with the Pesach, you add. How do we know the prohibitions? Like, that, like, like yeah. He says three things. The Pasuk says, spells out three things. You have to eat it in Pesach with matzah and murder. You can't break the bone, and you're not allowed to leave over till the morning. So he comes to teach me. I would know. I would only know Mitzvah and the glass A that's connected with Naseh. What do you do if you leave over? If you violate the prohibition, you do leave over till the morning. The Torah gives you a way to fix it. Some, a mitzvah you have to do. An act of mitzvah, that's to burn it. So I would think only a laser that has an assay. That's what the Torah is coming to add. No, it's similar. The Torah is adding something that's similar. The Gemara will explain which one is, uh, which one is similar. 
So I would think only that. How do we know there's a prohibition which is not connected to an essay? There's no way to fix it. How do we know? That's also included. Don't break a bone. And then he spells out. The details. When the, the details that the Tater spells out. First the Tater says a, gener, uh, a generalization. Don't. Whatever you do the first pace, I'll do the second right. pace. Then he spells out three different things. So The Tater spells out three three different types of things. A mitzvah saseh, a positive commandment, to eat it with the matzah and the murder. The say don't leave it over till the morning. It's a is a type of prohibition that the Tater gives a way to fix it. And the laces are in a complete uh, prohibition, which is no way to fix it. So too, I've come mitzvah saseh. So too, every mitzvah saseh, positive commandment. A positive commandment that's connected to a, to a, 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 a prohibition is connected to a positive commandment. The way to fix it, the laces are governed, the complete prohibition, And now he spells it out. The matzah sumbereidim, which are positive mitzvah. Why does it come to add something that's similar? Micah marbet tli You have to roast it. Doesn't say anywhere you have to roast the second pesach. But he's coming to add any mitzvah, any positive mitzvah associated with the pesach. You have to do. So you have to roast it. What's he coming to exclude? He doesn't just say, period. Whatever you do the first, do the second. No. He's saying a generalization, then he says it's specific. No, it's only something that's similar to Matzah and Bar. What's he coming to exclude? That's not similar. What's he coming to exclude? It's also a positive commandment. Get rid of all the Chametz. That, that, that's excluded because that's not associated with the, with the Pesach. Barbecuing and eating matzah and butter is associated with the pesos. So that's, a, that's included and this is excluded. How do you know? Maybe just the opposite. Maybe the Torah is coming to add that you have to get rid of the chametz and, and, and the Torah is coming to exclude that it doesn't have to be barbecue, it doesn't have to be roasted. Sigmar says, mitzvah the gufi adif. No, it makes more sense. The Torah is adding, roasting is, is a, is, has to do with the carbon itself. Getting rid of the chametz is something external, extraneous. Then he goes, okay. What's he coming to add? Because first he says a generalization and then a specific. So the generalization comes to add something similar to the specific and the specific comes to exclude something else. So what is it coming to add? This 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 prohibition not allowed to leave over to the morning. The prohibition you're not allowed to remove the Pesach from its group. We learned if any like the first Pesach, right, the Pesach right. which is you're not allowed to remove it, remove it from its group. It has to stay in its group, just like you have to be eaten in your shalayim. It has to be eaten in the group. The damila die because it's similar to it. Why die mifsel benaiser behind mifsel beyitzer. Because this becomes prohibited, it becomes extra if you leave it to the morning, and this becomes prohibited by taking it out. It's also similar. It's also similar because it's a lava nitik lasse. Just like if you leave over, the Torah gives you a mitzvah to fix it, you can burn it. So too, if you take it out, the Torah says you can fix it, bring it back into the group. The Torah is telling you, don't remove it, you're not allowed to eat it outside of the group. But it doesn't become possible. We did learn an opinion earlier that holds that it's like taking it out of your shalayim and then it becomes invalid. You can't just bring it back in your shalayim and eat it. It's too late. You have to burn it. But there, here he says, no. This b'raisa holds, no. That the Torah is just telling you, don't remove it from the group. If you do, fix it. Bring it back in and eat it in the group. So it's similar. What does it come to exclude? 
the detail is specific. What's it coming to exclude? The prohibition of not seeing and not finding comments, not having comments in your possession. Which also the dominates, also similar. Because you don't, you don't, it's also a prohibition which is fixed by a positive commandment. What if you do violate the prohibition of having comments? You get rid of it. So it's a prohibition, but you can fix it with Naseh, and there's no malchus, there's no lashes. It's not a complete prohibition, because you have a way of fixing it, you have a way of not getting lashed. The halacha that Ammam doesn't pass on it. Halacha that Ammam says that uh, you do get malchus. If a person goes and buys chametz and Pesach, you do get malchus. You do get malchus. He says it's not a lavnish Naseh. This is all, all the commentaries discusses, and it depends, it would depend if if aim beer chametz al if the chametz, the only way to get rid of chametz is burning, or if you hold that you can get rid of chametz, like the Allah that we pass can, you can get rid of chametz even by by uh, crumbling it and throwing it to the wind or throwing it into into the, into the salt water, into the water, into the ocean. What's the difference? If you say there's a mitzvah, you have to burn it. That means there's a mitzvah in the chametz. There's a mitzvah to get rid of the chametz. There's a mitzvah to do with the chametz. If you say the mitzvah is just, I don't care how you get rid of it. There's no mitzvah to get rid of it. The mitzvah is, you shouldn't have it. So whatever it takes, you shouldn't have it. So crumble it, throw it into the wind. There's no mitzvah, so I'm not fulfilling a mitzvah when I'm getting rid of the chametz. If you hold, you have to burn it. It means by burning it, I'm doing a mitzvah. So this fixes the lav. Then it's a lav shanitak la'asei. That's, that's according to the Zabraisa. Holds like a, hold, holds like a, like, like Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Chametz al-Sreif. But if you hold like the Chachamim, the father of Zayel Ruach, then it's not a mitzvah, it's not a lav and it's a glass. You think the whole issue, Tama, the whole issue is about Pesach. They do have a mitzvah to eat matzah the first night, so just like we have a mitzvah to eat matzah. We don't they have were, a Pesach, we have so an obligation. So in other words, they were tummy, but they couldn't eat matzah more on the first Pesach? They could, it wasn't one have to do with the other. But, give but, them a, but they can't eat it with the Paschal lamb. They well, have a mitzvah, know, the, so the second, more, they could. Well, matzah, really. Mother only goes together with the Pesach. It's only rabbinic today. Matzah, absolutely. They have to eat matzah. They have to eat matzah. But not with the Paschal lamb. Exactly, exactly. And then the second Pesach, very good. The second Pesach, eat with the Paschal lamb. Why don't you say the exact opposite? Maybe it's coming to include that um, you have to get rid of chametz. And maybe it's coming to exclude that you don't have to eat it in the group. Better to uh, include something that's more associated with the Pesach itself. Don't take it out of the group. Then adding something that's extraneous, don't find chametz in your possession. What does the generalization come to add? Something that's similar to the absolute prohibition where you get la- malchus, where you get lashes. And now to break a bone, we continue in 95b. So he comes to add, that also the prohibition, you're not allowed to eat it raw or cooked. It has to be barbecued, roasted. Right. What's he coming to exclude something similar? Coming to exclude the prohibition of sishchat al chametz dam zivchi, not allowed to slaughter the common pesach and have chametz in your house. So he says that's there's no prohibition. Like he says, you can have chametz in your house while you're slaughtering, while you're eating, no problem. Maybe the exact opposite. Maybe it's coming to include not only to slaughter the pesach while you have chametz in your house, and maybe it's coming to uh, to exclude that it's not necessary. You can eat it raw also. 
So he says, Mitzvah the Gufa, odd, uh, it makes more sense to add something that has to do with the Pesach itself, how you eat it, not eating a raw, versus adding something extraneous, external, not having Chamas and Yas. Okay. Mission says, Rishon Ton say the first Pesach, uh, you have to say Halal when you eat it. I to say the second one not. It says in Yeshaya Novi that he's referring to the future. Mashiach will come. So we're going to sing a song. You're going to sing a song. Mashiach will come. We're going to sing a song. Like the song that that when you when when you celebrate Tiktoshchag. He's also referring to this was the time of Sancherev, and Sancherev came and surrounded Jerusalem, and they and they died that night. The night of the Seder was a grand, global level scale miracle. All they all died out. He says you're going to sing, you're going to sing a song just like Leila Tiktoshchag, like the night of the holiday. Leila Hamakudosh Lechag Ton So only the night when you bring a Pesach, but it's also a holiday. Pesach is a holiday, so then you sing a song. The second Pesach, yes, you bring a current Pesach, but it's not a holiday, it's not a Yom Tif. Then you don't need Halal, you don't sing. And then the Mishnah says, but, but both the first and the second Pesach, in the Beisam Migdash, when they're offering a sacrifice, the Levim would say Halal. My time, what's the reason? If you're going to say Lila, if you're going to say, because the Torah only ex- excludes the night. But the halal that you say during the day, the carbon was only brought during the day, in the afternoon. It doesn't exclude. So that's one answer. If you want, I'll answer you. Is it possible the Jewish people should slaughter the sacrifice and take the lulav and not say halal? How can you not say halal? So of course they say halal. It's without a question. It's only by the eating. The eating itself, you don't have to say halal. The second one is not it's just a sorrow. Yeah. It can't be. And you eat it roasted. You have to eat it roasted. And you also it overrides Shabbos. So he says, Shabbos into Malay. It only overrides Shabbos, but not the state of impurity. Not follow the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Tani will learn the price the rabbis say that Shani pushes off Shabbos, it's an obligation because it says the Pasik says by the second Pesach also. He didn't do the Pesach and we said he's referring to the second Pesach. That even the second Pesach must be done in the right time, no matter what, even if it's Shabbos. It doesn't push off impurity. If you're in state of impurity, you can't bring a second Pesach. Only, only, only the public is pushed. Only if the majority of the Jewish people are impure, do they push off the Pesach. Not the whole Pesach Sheni is only individuals. So if they're tummy, you don't bring it. That who the argue is that they even pushes off tummy. You mean that even individuals? Tummy? Yeah, yeah. My time with Tanakam. What's the reason Tanakam? He said the whole reason he was pushed off in the second Pesach. He couldn't bring the first Pesach because he was in the state of tummy. So, so now you're going to bring the second. The second tumah, state of tumah, so he might as, well, might as well have brought the first one. But Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, no, the Torah gives him a second chance. Of course, ideally, we don't do the first one because we're hoping you're going to be able to do it in a state of purity. He wasn't married, he didn't merit. By hook or by crook, you must, you must do the second Pesach. A Jew can't live without Pesach. Don't forget, Pesach is the birth, is the birth of the Jew. 
But since it's the birth of the Jew, you, if you're not born, you can't, the whole mitzvah doesn't apply to you. How, how can I live a whole year and do mitzvahs if I was never born? Pesach is essential, it's crucial. That's why it's the only mitzvah that gives us a second chance. You, you don't have an option. You must, no matter what, by hook or by crook, you must bring it. And even a state of impurity, we have no choice. Yeah. Now, why didn't, if you anyway bring in the state of impurity, why didn't you already bring it the first Pesach? Because we were hoping you'll have the merit and you'll bring in the state of impurity. But if not, not. The rabbis learn the Pesach edition deches a Shabbos Pesach shein deches a Shabbos the first Pesach Pesach of Shabbos second Pesach Pesach of Shabbos Pesach edition deches a Tumah Pesach shein deches a Tumah and the second Pesach pushes off impurity Pesach edition ton lina and the first Pesach you need a lina Pesach shein ton lina lina is an obligation when you bring a carbon when you bring a sacrifice you have to sleep over Taita says. Don't be, uh, don't be, it's, it's not like a, you know, a, fly, uh, a drive-through. Not a drive-through, the drive-through service. Come, get the carbon, and I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be in Yerushalayim for an hour. Here, take my carbon, I'm running away from Yerushalayim. No, the tailor wants Yerushalayim already. Come, fabreng, sleep over. You're a guest of Hashem. Come, absorb, imbibe the spirit of Yerushalayim. Take her home with you. Come, sleep over. Don't, don't just rush in and out. So it's an obligation. You have to sleep. You have to sleep over, and that's true. The first Pesach, and that's true. The second Pesach. So if he's coming, and that explains. Teisus was asked, "Why this? We just said that anything you do, the second Pesach, the first Pesach, you have to do the second Pesach. We just learned the whole Gemara. It's only mitzvahs that are affected the Pesach itself, or associated with the Pesach. Matzah Sleeping over is extraneous. Just like you say, you don't have to search for chametz. You know, why all of a sudden are we comparing the second? So, so, they, so the answer because nothing to do with Pesach. It's not specific to Pesach. Any carbon. Whenever you bring anything in the base of Migdash, the Teisus says you have to sleep over. Where you're rushing." Now, Taze was asked, if that's the case, we said, why only the first night? Why only the first night? Why only the night that you bring the carbon Pesach? It or says it you have to eat Simcha, you have to be Samachta, you have to celebrate Simcha all seven days of Yom. So if you bring a carbon Shlamim, a Shalmi Simcha, if I, automatically, if you bring a carbon, you have to sleep over. You don't have to bring every day, any of the days. No, that, that's a that's a Riyya, it's Chagiyya. Shalmei Simcha v'samachta, you have to celebrate all seven days. Every day you bring a carbon. Oh, so the answer answered. It doesn't mean you have to bring a carbon every day. I can bring, first of all, shlamim I can eat for two days. I can eat the leftovers of the carbon two, two, two nights ago. Also, I can join my friend. I can eat his, his, he can join me, I can join him in his, his carbon. You don't have a chiyav of bringing your own. Okay, once you have to bring your own, but it's not a chiyav you have to bring every day, you have to bring your own carbon in the carbon shlamim. So therefore, that's the chi of carbon pesos, which you have to bring your own carbon. So then you have to sleep over the first night. Afterwards, you can sleep outside in your shalim and then, and then come in and then and, and enjoy enjoy the, the simcha. Eat from the shalom simcha. Shalom simcha has to be every day. Yeah, yeah. Carbon? You have to eat. You have to eat. Yeah, yeah. Carbon. You have to eat from the carbon. Yeah. Ain't simcha a basar, it's talking about a carbon. So he says, Pesach and Tolina, the Doiches Atum. Who, according to who is the opinion that says it pushes off Tum? It's the soul and solo opinion. Can Rabbi Yehuda? Fracti Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda Tolina. So this Brises follows Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, they have to sleep over. That's how we learn. Rabbi Yehuda, Emer, Menayin LePesach Sheni Shein Tolina. How do we know Pesach Sheni? You don't need Linus. Nemer, Panisa Ba'Beker, Valachta Leilach. 
It says you should wake up in the morning and go back to your tent. Question is, how could you go back to your tent? It's yamtif. It's yamtif. What do you mean go back to your tent? You're not allowed to. This tchum. So you means you yeah you can stay within the tchum but outside Yerushalayim. In other words, you can go outside the wall. So it's not considered being in Yerushalayim, but you still yeah you can't go far. You can go in your tent pitched, pinch pitched out. Maybe you pitched your tent right outside Yerushalayim. So it's yamtiv. I can't go beyond the tchum uh, two thousand amma, but but I'm leaving Yerushalayim. But that night you can't leave in Yerushalayim. That night you have to stay in Yerushalayim. You can't go into your tent. Uksivan it says sheish is yamu techel matzah six days of sheet matzahs. So he says hanecha l'shisha ton lino. Only uh, yamtiv they have to eat matzah six days. Yeah, then you have to sleep over. Sheinecha l'shisha ton lino. But anything. He has no obligation to eat six days. You only have to eat matzah together, the Pesel Sheni, only when you're eating the Seder that night, the 15th. So you don't need Lina. So I would need a special Pasuk to teach me this. Otherwise, it was like any other carbon. I need a special Pasuk to teach me. And that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. So how could the same Braisa that's only according to the opinion of Rabbi Huda then say that you need Lina, you have to lean over, sleep over, even the second Pesel? Like he says, today to know you, Rabbi Huda. There's two opinions, versions, what Rabbi Huda holds. Not a question. It's interesting. If you hold two more. No, Lina. If he holds, uh, if he holds lina, yeah, no, by tuma, there's no question. Lina, if he holds it, you, you sleep. This b'raisa holds, or if he holds, you would lean lina, like any other card. Right. The, um, the, um, it's interesting, Klal Yisrael, we know, we celebrate the second Pesach. We celebrate the second Pesach. Everyone eats matzah, the Jewish custom, we eat matzah and Pesach Shein. The question is why? When do you bring a Pesach Sheni only if it was never a Pesach Rish? If the majority brought a Pesach edition, then the minority has to bring a Pesach Shein. You said two days ago, there was Yom Tov, according to Even you don't have to bring two Karbanas. Claudius, if you brought the first one, you're exempt from Pesach Shein. Well, we didn't bring the first one, I'm sorry. No, so the question was, right, the question was, if, if the Chidot says, Mashiach, let's say Mashiach comes, are we going to bring a Pesach Shein? We never brought a Pesach edition. So he claims, yeah, we will bring a Pesach Shein. It was two days ago, right? That we learned. No, but the doesn't mean that you have to bring two two, two karbanas if you bring the first pesach. Yeah. In other words, only when Kali Yisrael brings the right. first pesach, when the majority, then the minority bring the second pesach. So why is Kali Yisrael who celebrated the first pesach? Why are we and we ate matzah and we did we did it the zechel zechel beisam mikdash kairach hilah we did everything zechel beisam mikdash why the afikoyman why are we why are we celebrating and marking the second Pesach? So the answer is, one of the answers is because, because the Jewish people ate the mat until the mat, until the month started falling. When did the month start falling? On the 15th. On the 15th. So they were eating matzah through the 14th. That's why we celebrate Pesach, because we're still under the influence. It's like one continuation. That's why you bring the carbon Pesach in the 14th, because it's one continuation. You're still under the influence of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of Gula. You're still eating the matzah that we left, the left Mitzrayim. So, so therefore, we commemorate, we note the holiday Pesach. Okay. Next mission is, okay, look at mission. Pesach, Pesach that comes in state of impurity. In other words, only a tummy mace 
only a tamei mace was was uh, was allowed to eat from it. It overrides the impurity of a corpse impurity, but not any other impurity that comes from that's that's bodily. You know, a male who has a gonorrhea type of secretion, a white type of male a gonorrhea type of secretion, or zaves and nidas, a woman who menstruates, or not the time of menstruation sees blood, or she gives birth and she sees blood. So those type of impurities do not override. She cannot eat the carbon pesach. But nevertheless, if they eat, they're exempt from the penalty of karis. Usually, if a tummy person eats something sacred, your punishment in Hashem cuts off your life. In this case, Hashem does not cut off their life. The Gemara will explain why. Blesses says he takes it a step further. That if, usually, if you st- walk into the temple willingly and knowingly in the state of impurity, your life gets cut off. In this case, in the case when the Jewish people are bringing the carbon pesach in the state of impurity. Because they all had a corpse impurity, and it overrides the carbon pesach overrides that impurity. So they're inside the base of offering the sacrifice. They don't really. In that case, if another type of impurity walked into the base of Migdash, usually they would get karis. In this case, they're exempt from the punishment of karis. I would think you like any other case. Anyone who has this type of impurity that eats from a sacred sacrifice, your life gets cut off. So the Pasuk teaches me, only the pure ones are allowed to eat from the sacred meat. And any soul, any Jewish soul is going to eat from the sacred meat. From the pizza offering that belongs to Hashem and is and he's in the state of impurity, his life gets cut off. So what do we learn from this? Nechalatahirim if it's if it, only the pure ones are eating from the sacrifice, mm-hmm. then you have the liability and the obligation if you eat a tummy and with the penalty that comes along with it. But if it's not only exclusively eaten for the pure, when even the impure are allowed to eat, for example, a carbon Pesach, when the majority of the Jewish people are in a state of impurity and then they're allowed to eat and they have to eat in a state of impurity, then there's no liability. Those who are tummy, they're not allowed to eat from it. But if they eat from it, there's no liability you don't get the penalty of Kharis. Right. takes it a step further. If they push themselves in, they want to join their brethren, they want to join the party, and they push themselves in and go into the courtyard. And they should be liable. Tamalaymar it says, you should send away from the camp. Anyone who's a leper, anyone who has a male who has a right, a type of discretion, secretion, anyone who has a corpse of purity. So he interprets when you send out those who became have a corpse of purity. They're not allowed to be inside. Then zavonim mitzrayim mishtachin. Then you have to send away the zavonim mitzrayim also. But ain't me amazed if you're not sending away those who had a corpse impurity. For example, a pesach with the majority of the Jewish people in the state of impurity, and they're inside the town. They didn't kicked out. So they're not allowed to be there, but they don't get the penalty of of karis. So the lepers don't kick out either. They don't die exactly. Exactly. Nobody no, they can't be there because they have no need to be there. I mean, they can't bring a carbon pesach anyway. Yeah. They're, they're, so they're not allowed to be there. But if they do, they don't die. Right. They don't get cars. Right. right. Boy, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael asked, What if those who became have a corpse impurity pushed themselves in? If we're ready in, let's go first class. Let's go already inside, inside, inside the temple itself. 
But Pesach Ababatumen, a case where the majority of the Jewish people are impure, they're inside the courtyard offering the sacrifice in a state of impurity, and a, a, a person who's impure is not allowed to go inside the temple. Mao, what's the halacha? What do we say? Midi ishtri Since they're allowed to go in inside the courtyard, maybe they're allowed to go in even inside the temple in a state of impurity. Even though you can't bring a sacrifice there, so what's, there's no point for them to be there. Oidilma, perhaps. My ishtri ishtri. What's allowed is allowed. They're only allowed in the courtyard because they have to bring a carbon. My It's not allowed now. Not. No, even the no one has to go in inside the temple for the carbon pesach. Everything is done outside in the courtyard. Answered, it says in the Pasuk, you should send the out of the camp. Even mixes even if they're not sent out from the whole camp. For example, they're allowed in the courtyard, but you have to send them from from, from partial, part of the camp. Now you still have an obligation to kick them out of the temple. Yes, we allowed you into partially, we partially gave you permission, but it's only partial. The other part, we can kick you out. So therefore, you do get karas. That's Rav's answer. Yigadam and others say, just the opposite. Amar Rav, on the contrary, he's lenient. Amar Rav, Amar Rav, Yishalchim in Amachna, Rechuslam Machna, Teshalchum. You should send them out of the camp, and you should send them out of the camp. Why did he say twice? He's telling us. Kol Heichem. In other words, is an extra word. It's coming. He must send them away from the temple itself. So he says, wherever we send them out from the courtyard, then send them out of the of the temple itself. If you're not sending them out of the courtyard, then of course they're not allowed to go in there. But if they go in there, they don't get karis. Boy, Rabbi Yisrael asks another question. Those who had a corpse impurity pushed themselves. They ate the fat, the part of the sacrifice has to be offered on the altar. They're in a state of impurity. You're not allowed to eat in a state of impurity. It's sacred, it's holy. What do we say? Since they're allowed to eat the meat, we allow them to eat the meat in a state of impurity. If they eat from the fat, they don't get the penalty of karas. You know, it's a carbon. It shouldn't be yeah, anyway. yeah. I do my pass. My day What they got permission for, they got permission. Here, the prohibition remains. They ate in the state of impurity. They should die. Amar Rav says, Mechdi, let's see. Tuma seim burim echesabi. Where do we learn tuma seim burim? Where do we learn that if they eat, even they burim, they also get karis? Because it says, Asher la Hashem l'rabbe seim burim. That a czar, a stranger, is not allowed to eat. Um... In other words, Tumas Imurim has nothing to do. The problem with Imurim is not to because of Tumah. The problem with Imurim is you're a czar. You're not allowed to eat from it. The Titan never gave you permission to eat from it. It has to go on the altar. But where do we learn this from? Because it says... Oh, but where do we learn if you eat Imurim B'Tumah? That, that you're obligated. Because it says, from, from, the, from the impurity of flesh, it says, someone who eats flesh, the sacred meat, in a state of impurity, it says, Asher la Hashem, so it comes to add, you're also not allowed to eat. The parts that are going to be offered on the altar in a state of in impurity. General, yeah, yeah, Asher la Hashem, right. When there's a prohibition, when the, the, the one who's impure is not allowed to eat from the sacred meat, then you have the prohibition, you're not allowed to eat from from, from the sacred, the, the part that's going to be offered. So there's no, again, you don't get the, that penalty. Boy, Rabzeda, Rabzeda asks, 
that's already finished with the Mishnah. A mudei pesach mitzrayim hechak tadino. The, the, the parts of the offering in the, in the Paschal, the first Paschal, the original Paschal, in Egypt, the night before, the, the, the day before the, uh, the, uh, the, the death of the firstborn. So, so they offer, they, they sprinkle the blood. But where, where did they offer the parts that had, there was no altar there, no one built an altar. Moshe didn't tell them to build a private altar. There was no altar. So where, where did they offer all these parts? Amalei Abaye, they sprinkle the blood. Who says that they didn't roast it? Who said that we had they were obligated to take those parts? They eat the whole thing. But in addition, to learn There were three altars. the doorpost and, and the lentil. That's where the blood was offered. And and the two the two doorposts. They had to smear. In other words, this was considered a sacrifice. This was their altar. All they had to do was sprinkle the blood. That's it. Everything else they can eat. So you no saying they they burnt a murm by the doorpost? Or you saying they didn't eat it? No. No, they can eat it. He says maybe maybe they can eat it. Who says Who says they had to had to burn it? Who says they had to burn it at all? Well, who says? It probably got burned with the leftovers. Since nothing was left over. No, there was nothing left over. There's no mention of any altar. So he says they don't have to burn it. They were eat. They ate the whole thing. Others say no. Abaya is saying the Midi says that they did burn it, but without an altar. They roasted it until until it was burnt. That's that's an immediate chat. Um, It actually says, no, you can eat it. Okay, everyone have a wonderful day.